Thank you, Libby. <clears throat> Thank you for being here tonight. Let me see if we can... Okay, we are, are coming to the conclusion of our series of continuing on as we are looking at the fruit of the Spirit. Of course, this week is our spring break. Um, it's been great except for one thing. There's no spring, okay? It's actually literally rained every day since Sunday? Well, not November. Calm down, John. So this is California. I didn't, thought, I didn't think it rains in California, but I guess it does. And we have missed the last two Tuesdays because it was raining. So make sure we have Easter tracks on the table. Just take it out and give some invitations everywhere you go. And then just be with us these last few weeks as we go out and we uh, knock on some doors. We leave tracks and um, invite as many people as we can for Easter service. And it's going to be great. <coughs> we do have good news <coughs> For uh, Brother Bachardo, we've been praying for Daly City. Um, they, were, they, they rented a building about a year and a half ago. And, you know, you can't find property in the San Francisco area. And as a, as a building right in the middle of, uh, how many, anybody been there? Okay, it's, you've been there. It's, 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 it's right in the middle of a residential area. And it's beautiful, by the way. It's by the cliff, and you can look over, you can see the coastline. A bunch of houses, and then right there on that cliff is um, that church building. But because of where it is there and because it's on the cliff, they can't really sell it uh, from what I understand. They really can't sell it. Someone investor come in, sell it, and put houses there. They're not allowed to do that. They have to leave it there. So um, they were able, they've, they've been praying and meeting with these folks, and they just agreed to let them purchase the building. And so we're very, very happy for them. That's a miracle, and it's perfect for them. And uh, just pray for them. They're going to have a building banquet in a few weeks um, to raise a little bit of money, but very excited for them. It was kind of weird when he was in there. They, they knew they wanted to buy the building, and they were helping to upgrade the building. And it's like, you have to be very careful. If they do a big upgrade on it, they're increasing the value of the building, and they'll be paying more, but it worked out for them. The folks worked with them on the price, and so we're very excited for them <coughs> and what they are doing. We're looking at the fruit of the Spirit. We've looked at several already. We've looked at the, the, the fruit of the Spirit. We looked at love, and love is vitally important and really is a motivating factor behind all the things that we do. We've looked at peace, <coughs> which is very important. Uh, it's very easy if you read the headlines to, <coughs> to become stressed or to, you know, be concerned, but really we, we, we don't have to worry about that if we know the Lord. <coughs> we looked at long-suffering, suffering long, being able to endure and then we looked at gentleness as well. Now we're going to look at a new one, <coughs> goodness, <coughs> goodness. These are all attitudes uh, that are vitally important in the Christian life, particularly from the standpoint of our, of our relationships and how, we, how we, we, we get along with other people and how we deal with other people. Uh, a Christian that cannot deal, that has, uh, that has constant, constant um, relationship problems, that's because they're probably not having the fruit of the Spirit in their life. They need to work on it. That doesn't mean that we don't have issues. How many of you have never, ever had an issue or problem with somebody? Okay, if you raise your hand, you're a liar. Okay, it's like we all do. But um, as we grow in the Lord, one of the benefits of that is we get these qualities in our life. We'll be able to get along with people a lot better than normal because now we have the Spirit of God teaching us and bearing this fruit in our life. And it will help us because none of these things <coughs> really are natural to us. 
<clears throat> we looked at the beginning of this lesson at the works of the flesh. That's natural to us. And if we follow the path of the works of the flesh, we get into all kinds of, of different sins and different things. And so um, these are much, much better as we grow in our, in our faith. We're looking at goodness. Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, goodness. It's not in the book, but Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 to 10 says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. So he mentioned it early on in Ephesians chapter 5. If we walk as children in light, and it takes the Spirit's power to do these things through our relationship with God, we're going to be righteous and we're going to have goodness. We're going to do, look, when you do that which is right, you're doing that which is good. And so goodness. Goodness is when we exhibit moral character qualities that cause us to do good. And by the way, it's a good thing to be a moral person. It is. There, there's nothing, you know, <clears throat> this, our whole society breeds uh, rebellion. That's the American way, yeah. right? I mean, we started with a revolution, which was just. It wasn't as much rebellion. It was standing up. But that's just kind of our spirit. Well, no, it's, I'm, I'm sorry now. America's changed. We're, become, we're become, becoming a bunch of soft snowflakes. But uh, used to be we didn't do very well when someone got in our face. Yeah. Now we have a president that will let China do whatever they want. I mean, they can send spy balloons in, and it's like, you know, someone with a BB gun should have took care of that. I don't know. But, but, we're, but, but, but when we're moral, we do that which is right. Yep. We do that which is good regardless of what society trashes that. They look, at our, they look at the kids that go through our school, the kids that, or your kids, the Christian kids that, are, that have not been caught up in the filth of the world and, and all the nonsense, and they look at our kids and they're like, what? Right? Yep. What's wrong? Are they, are they weird? Okay. We don't, we, they don't date? By the way, they shouldn't. Let me just throw that one in. Yeah. High schoolers don't need to date. You know, I, don't, I know 25-year-olds that aren't ready to date. Come on. It's like, you're not ready for a relationship. You know, I don't think, I don't think teens ought to have cell phones. Come on. Amen, Pastor. That was good. Thank you. The baptistry agrees. Okay? <clears throat> and all these things, you don't, you don't go do these activities. You don't go do these things. You're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to be moral. And by the way, the, the world isn't going to like that. They're going to mock it. Someone mocks it, be a, you know, that's, that's really a badge of honor. Okay? That they understand that there's something different about us, that we don't sit in the break room at work, and we don't listen to their garbage that we don't throw that kind of garbage back in their face. And, and we're not doing it to be goody two-shoes. We're not doing it because we're better than them. We're doing it because we're trying to honor our God. But they will notice, and that's okay. Let them say whatever they want to say. We want to be good, moral character qualities. We'll always try to do the thing which is right or good in a situation or re relationship. Here's the key. When the, the Bible makes it really clear that when we don't do good, it's sin. Yep. James chapter 4, verse 17. 
James is wrapping up some thoughts he was teaching, and he says, he just gives it a general package and puts a bow on it, right? Therefore, to him that knoweth to do, it, that knoweth to do good, <coughs> and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Yep. Now think about that. If you know that something you should do is the right action, and it's the good thing, and you don't do it, it's sin. See, see, we buy into some of the things in the world. Here, let, let me convict everybody, okay? What do you do <coughs> if you go somewhere and, and you buy something? And you pay them the money, you with me now? And they give you too much change, Robert. Robert's like, I'm going to buy dessert. <laughs> see, here's how we say it. That's, that, that's their fault. They should have counted you're a Christian. I've had several times, like, by the way, people can't count now. They can't. And I'm not being mean. It's not their, if they go to public school, they're not learning how to count. Hey, you remember back in the old days, Jerry, Jerry, you know, the 1800s, they used to like, when they would give you change, how many remember this? If you pay, if it was $11.37, they would give you a change, and they would say uh, 37, and, and 3 makes 40 cents, and 60 makes 12, and 3. How many of you remember that? They'd count it. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I get it now. It's computerized. And if the computer doesn't tell them what the right, what the right coinage is, they, they can't do it. And I, I'm not knocking them. It's, I, I, you know, I struggle, too. Sometimes the wheel's turning, but the hamster's dead, okay? You get that? So, um, but, but let me just ask you something. Well, I can keep that $5. That's their fault. Maybe no one knows. What's the right thing to do? See, we can justify. Every, we're preaching. We're preaching now. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to. <coughs> I don't want to uh, uh, lose my 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 moral fiber over a couple bucks. I remember one time I was dealing with a girl and she just could not count. I tried to help her, and uh, next day, when she gave me my money back, I was actually down a dollar. But I'm like, at this point, count your losses and let's just move on. Consider it a tip. Okay. And, uh, but, but, but again, if we know it's the right, not just that, I'm just talking about a lot of, a lot of things. If it's the right thing to do and it's the good thing to do and we know that and we decide not to, that's sin. That's That's wrong. So we have to be very, very careful. (coughs) Goodness is really something that's done towards other. That's energized by an inward form of goodness. It's a specific trait. We're going to direct it towards somebody. The Bible makes it clear that we are to look for opportunities to do good to everyone, but especially our fellow Christians. Look at Galatians 6.10 right there. If you have the book, it should be right there. As we have, therefore, what's the key word there? <clears throat> Opportunity. <clears throat> Let us do good unto all men. But what does it say there? Especially unto them who are the household of faith. If you can be a blessing or a help to somebody, you should. Now, now, I get it. People try to take advantage of, 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 of you all the time, right? Everybody has their story why they need money, okay? I had a, a back when the, right here, the, there used to be a two-story house, like right here where the platform is. My office was on the bottom floor. <coughs> and a guy came in, and he said, um, <laughs> He, he, he needed money. He, he had a job. He was getting in Kansas City. He goes, my boss let me use his car. 
He gassed it up for me. It's all good. He goes, I just don't have any money, and, and, and I just, I needed, I needed to get a little something to eat before I left. And, he, and I'm like, you know, sometimes I like to point out the error of their way. Maybe that's wrong. I'm like, so, so you have everything you need? He goes, yeah. I'm like, you got gas in the car? Yeah. But you don't have any money for food? He goes, no. I'm like, I have a question. I'm like, yeah. He said, is that gas tank really have enough gas to drive to Kansas City? Oh, uh, well, you know, you know, I have his credit card. I'll be, hey, I know a place where you can use that card to get food. People lie all the time. I had a guy come one time. This is my favorite. So my office here had a little restroom attached. And the guy comes and says, listen, I know this is weird. Goes, and I know you probably get this all the time. I'm not lying. Now let me help you. This is, this is uh, living on the streets 101. When someone says they're not lying, they're lying. Okay. And the guy says, literally goes, we don't have any toilet paper. I don't want your money. I just, I do, but I just want toilet paper. That's all I need. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I like to really set them up. So that's all you need is toilet paper, right? You don't need money? He goes, no, I just, I don't have money for toilet paper. Can you just help me buy some toilet paper? I said, that's all you need is a couple rolls of toilet paper? He goes, yeah. I said, you know what? I can help you. And his eyes lit up. I said, hang tight. And I walked into my bathroom and I grabbed two rolls of toilet paper. You know what I found out? He didn't want toilet paper. He actually got mad. Well, why wouldn't you just give me money? Because it's toilet paper. It's like round and it works, you know. Maybe he didn't like that brand. I'm not sure. <coughs> so what happens is, because we've been lied to by people, and by the way, I don't like to be lied to, and I don't like to be used. But if somebody needs help and I can help them, I will. Right? Because <coughs> that's doing good. And so we have to be very, very careful. But look at this. <coughs> Especially... Unto those who are the household of faith. And again, it's not talking about money. It's just talking about it in a general setting. You hear a brother's, uh, someone's moving somewhere. Okay? Maybe, do you need help moving? Or do you need this? Or can we help you with that? It's just looking for ways to be a blessing to people. Particularly those that are safe. That's the right thing and the good thing to do. We can measure our level of goodness by the good we do for people especially Christians. When's the last time you went out of your way to help somebody? See, we're all about getting help. But have we ever helped anybody? It's very important. Now, <clears throat> so we, don't underst we understand what goodness isn't. Goodness is not some holier-than-thou attitude driven by pride. It's not some false outward show. By the way, if you're living some kind of false outward life and inwardly you know, you're, 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 you're tripped up and you're just doing, it's going to come out. Yep. Okay? God wants us to be genuine believers. Yep. God wants us to have a faith that's so genuine, what we're doing on the outside is just a reflection of how God is working on us in the inside. Yes. And that's how it works. Goodness works from the inside out. And so it's very important we do that. But... One of the real motivations for doing good works for others is because God has been working in us. Amen. God has been working in us. Yep. And it's not that hard when God's been working in you for you to, be, to, to want to help others. And let me just say this. One of the best ways to get involved in others' life and to help others is get involved in a ministry. Don't just sit around and, and, you know, I love the services. I love being at church. I love, and, and I was like that. When I got to church, I was so behind as a young person. I just wanted to learn everything I can. But after about six months, 
you know, it was time to do something. It was time to start getting involved. God had worked in my life enough, and I've cleaned up enough of the stuff in my life to where I could go do things and help others, and, and I just enjoyed it. Yep. And, and, and so that's what God wants us to do. Yep. We do it in ministry. This is your church. You ought to find somewhere you can serve. Honestly, there's so many. By the way, if you have musical skill, be involved with the music. Okay? Get in the choir. Be faithful to it. By, uh, be, get in the orchestra if you play anything. Electric guitar, banjo, let's go. Okay? Harmonica, the jug. That can be pretty good if you do it the right way. Whatever it is. <coughs> Help out. You see, what we do <coughs> when we look at serving, we want the high-end jobs. Right? That, that's why, let's, it's like, look, we start baseline. You know, there's people who come, well, I sing solos, I don't do choir. Then you don't do solos. Right? Well, you know, when the lights are on me and I just, look, this isn't America's Got Talent. There's a church service. Okay? And so we serve, and you want to serve, you can sing, get behind her and sing, but let's be in the choir. But they're Sunday school, bus routes, get involved. By the way, I would, I would have, and I, I did, all of my kids, <coughs> have them on a bus route. They need to be on a bus route. They need to be out there working and, and, and seeing what happens when someone doesn't live for God, first of all, and also seeing the difference they can make in the lives of others. And so that's, that's a good thing to do. We, we serve others, and it's just right. Now, what is the ultimate example of goodness? Psalms chapter 100, verse 5. He says, <coughs> For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth to all generations. The ultimate example of goodness is God. See, God is good, right? God doesn't just do good. God is good. And the good that he does is a result of the fact of who he is. He is good. Uh, in Romans chapter 8, we find out that God works things for our good. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, we know this verse. And we know all things work together for good <coughs> to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. See, this is where the rubber hits the road. When we're going through difficult times and, and things aren't going like they should, or maybe there's a trial you're going through, or maybe there's something that's not very pleasant, if we understand that God is good, then we understand this verse, and we can believe it that God can use anything for our good. Right. Not that we necessarily would have chosen to go that path, but God will use that to bring about some good in our life. And let me just say this. <clears throat> if you're human, you go through things. Whether you're a Christian or not. The only difference is, is God working in your life to work those things and bring some good out of it. Because if you're not serving God, if you're not, if you're not a Christian or not following God, then that's wasted. And if you don't see that God could bring something good about it, that's where bitterness contend can tend to um, creep in. Not only does God do works for our good, God gives good gifts. James chapter 1, verse 17. He says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no veritableness, neither shadow of turn turning. We can trust God because God is good and everything he does for us is good. 
Um, and he is the ultimate example. In fact, the, the ultimate example for us in human flesh is Jesus Christ. Right. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. <clears throat> How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing what? Good. And he healed people, and he, he helped those that were oppressed of the devil. See, so we have a tendency to, to see Jesus from our own perspective, right? I mean, some of us like the Jesus that went to the temple and kicked over the tables, right? It always cracks me up when it's like, you know, Jesus never condemned any sin. Jesus was always so meek and mild. That's why he called people snakes. That's why he said, oh, ye of little faith. He was hard sometimes. And so we like that Jesus, but what about the Jesus that went around doing good? And when Jesus was like that, he wasn't like that just because he was having a bad day and he had a bad attitude. He was trying to teach something. He was trying to get somebody's attention. He was trying to get these unsaved Pharisees that were trying to catch up, up. He was trying for the sake of the people listen, showing them that that's not the right path to go and convict them of what they were doing. Yeah. We're just having a bad spirit. But he went around doing good. I hope that would describe us. I hope when people think uh, in our community of the people from Pacific Baptist, they think that we're trying to make a difference in this community. We're trying to do good. We're trying to reach out. We don't go soul winning in the rich areas only because we, we're trying to get people to come here and give us. We go everywhere. Everywhere. And we try to reach everyone. And by the way, let's not get pharisaical here. So, you know, and, and I will throw the commercial. I'm not, you know, we're not trying to be mean when we say don't spill stuff on the carpet. I just like clean. Okay. Um, and, and we want to take care of what God's given us. I'm a tightwad. I'm not a tightwad. But, but I don't like wasting money. Are you with me? Say, well, what's wrong with using the, <coughs> the offering envelope? No, just put some money in, throw it in, and go right ahead. Have a good time with that. But <coughs> I don't want to waste money. <coughs> but, <coughs> um, but we come in here sometimes, we got a new building. It's like, hey, let's not bring these kids in here. Let's not do this and let's not do that. You know, uh, they'll scuff the walls. Of course they're going to scuff the walls. We'll paint them. And some of us come in here and it's like, you know, wow, these people, they're kind of disruptive. Hey, for the majority of you that have been here for a while, I remember when you came. Come on. Yep. You were disruptive. <laughs> come on now. Yeah. So I was a saint. No, 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 those were horns. Those were not a halo. Yeah. Okay? But that's what happened. Isn't that what happens? We start to, we get back, and then we have kids, and it's like, oh, I just want everything. Per no, we're going to reach people with the gospel. Everybody. And we're not going to be uh, discriminatory. The gospel is for everyone, every place, every time. Okay? And I hope they look at our church and say, they want to help everybody that they can. Yes. <coughs> now, what is the problem? What, why do we have this struggle sometimes with, with being good? Well, because we're all sinners. We are not naturally good. The Bible tells us that. Uh, I read a story. Have you ever wondered how a worm gets inside of an apple? Right? Ever seen, how many have ever seen a worm in an apple? Yeah. I remember a long time ago, uh, my wife bought, this is back before we had kids, she bought Pop-Tarts. I opened it up and there was a worm in there. I thought, wow, that's not good. Because I really wanted that Pop-Tart. But, but <coughs> we think that, that the, the worm sneaks into the apple, we don't see it. Do you know that the, the, the eggs are laid on the apple blossom before it grows. And the apple grows with the 
eggs in there, and then the worm pops out and eats his way out. So that comes from the inside out. <clears throat> if we're not careful, that's where sin comes from. Because it, it begins in the heart of a person, but when we get saved, we get sanctified, and God works on our heart. But we have to, we have to do it. Because being good is not natural for us. It's just. <clears throat> Romans said they are all gone out of the way. They are uh, to all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Like, that's not him saying, yeah, go ahead, have a good time with that. He's just saying that's why we needed Jesus Christ, because we're not naturally good. You know, well, if I just, you know, here's how you get to heaven. You weigh your goodness and you weigh your badness, if that's right. But you weigh your good and your bad, and if you have more good than bad, you go to heaven. The scale. I believe that, Jerry. But here's how it works. If you have one sin, the scale, you lose. Yep. Amen. And here's the worst news. We all have one sin. Come on. So the scale's broke. Yep. Okay? And so what do we need? We need Jesus Christ to come and forgive us of that. Yes. <coughs> Very important. So because we, we are naturally sinful, we cannot naturally produce goodness. We can't. It, it, Romans chapter 7. I never read this without, like, thinking about how Paul's struggling, right? It's like, if you read Romans 7, you read these verses, you're like, that, yeah, I get it. I, it's not, some, it's not, sometimes you read these guys in the Bible, like, I don't quite get that right. It's like, I get this. I know exactly how he feels. For I know that in me, <coughs> that, is my, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For, it's Romans 7, 18. For... To will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Paul says, I, and then he goes on and says, I want to do the right thing, but every time I want to do the right thing, I do the wrong thing. It just, it's, 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 it's a battle. It, it's a struggle. And so that struggle is going to be seen not just in our actions, but how we deal with other people. They get the brunt of it sometimes. If we're not right with God in that way, we're going to take it out on people. It just happens. So we got to fight that thing because we're not naturally good. Isaiah said, but we all are as an unclean thing and our righteousness <coughs> are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. So it's just something we must constantly, constantly, constantly fight. We can't be good unless we're allowing God to work in us. And by, here's the kicker too, you start to do good, and if you're not careful and you start slipping in your relationship with God, that thing comes back again. So we have to be very careful. God wants us to do good, this world. So how do we even have the opportunity to do good? Well, we have to be born again. We have to be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus in chapter 3, Verily I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. That which is born of the flesh and flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. Yep. You have, we have no way to even live right, right. without God's help. Amen. And if we're not his child, his spirit does not indwell in us, and there is no way. But once we're saved, we now have that opportunity. Amen. We do. The spirit of God can help us. And we'll be way better than we were before. But God's got to work on us. And he wants us to do good. <clears throat> and then once we're saved, we, take, we, we, we partake of the divine nature. 
It's not in the book, but in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, he goes, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. You see, God's power <clears throat> gives us everything we need for two areas, life and godliness. I believe that's talking about life, just living the life that we're supposed to live. See, if you're a Christian <clears throat> and God's working your life, you'll be better in every area of your life. See? <clears throat> you'll, be better, you'll, be, you'll be better in your relationships. You'll be a better employee. You'll be, uh, you'll be more responsible. You'll be more moral. All these things, you'll do the right. All those things come because we, we learn what the Bible says. But it also says godliness. We'll be better spiritually. We'll, we'll become more, godliness is becoming more like God. We'll see that in a little bit. But, but that's a spiritual aspect of life. We'll start to grow. Why? Because we've partaken of the divine nature. The spirit of God literally indwells in us. He says in verse 4, because of that, <clears throat> wherefore are giving unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these, the promises, you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. How does that all happen? And again, it's so simplistic. You hear it all the time, and it's never going to change, and it's always true. It's by God's word. Yep. See, the Spirit of God uses the word of God to make us what we're supposed to be. No other way around it. In fact, I don't even know how to do what is right unless the Bible tells me what is right. And we have those precious promises, and by that, the Spirit of God takes the truth that we're learning, and it helps us to be transformed into what that truth wants us to do, and we'll escape the corruption that is in the world. We will have the divine nature. So we can either <coughs> live according to this world, or we can live like the divine nature would live. So what is that? We already saw it in, the, in this chapter here, okay? The works of the flesh or the fruit of the Spirit. It's your choice. And when we have a relationship with God and we're getting in the Word of God, He uses the Word of God to transform us and to make us what He wants us to be. So because we're saved and we're in the Word of God and the Spirit of God's indwelling us, we can now live a life of goodness. <coughs> you, let's, just, let's just put it on the bottom shelf, right? If you work somewhere, you ought to be the employee that the, bo the boss trusts. You ought to. Yeah. Because he notices that you do good, yeah. right? Um, I was going to say, if you're a child, your parents ought to trust you, but I don't trust any child. Amen? Okay, but I have, a, I have a little more trust. I just don't give them the key to the car and say, go have a good time, all right? Or here's your own cell phone. We're not doing that. But every, in everything you do, you're more trustworthy. And everything we do, there's something about you because of your connection with God and the Spirit working in your life that's just something that others can notice. The goal of a Christian ought to be to please God. That's it. You know what pleases God? When we do good. And when we allow the Spirit of God to work in our lives and do the thing that is right when we're supposed to do it. Let's stand together this, after, this evening. We'll stand together and we'll pray together. Thank you again for being here. Looking forward to Sunday. This Sunday is our Filipino anniversary. 
We're excited about that. 21 years. Okay. I won't say what happened when you turn 21. But (coughs) we're going to have a great time down there. And uh, pray for us that we have a great service. Looking forward to a great Sunday. Let's pray and then we will be dismissed. Our Father, we are grateful for your word. We're grateful for for what you want to do in our lives, what you want to do in our hearts. And I pray that we would allow you to work in us through your word. I pray, Father, that our character would be as such through the Spirit of God that we would choose to do the right thing at the right time, all the time. Bless these folks that are here, God. Thank them for being here. Pray you'd bless. Give us a safe trip home. Be with us until we meet together again on Sunday. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.